begin with a few nice varlach this week. Um, it's a bit shorter. Some of the pieces just happen to be very short this week, but really nice, nice stuff. Take a look at uh, number one, on page number one, the first passage in the parsha. That when Paro sent them out, so um, he didn't want to send them to Erech Eretzplishim Kikarvu. That that path was too close, so they could have turned back around. Maybe they're going to regret. They're going to see a fight, a war. So therefore, Kavosh Baruch wanted to take them a roundabout way so they wouldn't be able to revert back to Mitzrayim easily. Kikarvu, the way was too close. Kikarvu. The Dasakanim says something, you would think like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kedusha Levi would be saying this or something. Kikarvu does not refer to the Derech being Karov. Says the Dasakanim. Kolomer Ha'am Karov Shakadish Baruchu. It means, he's saying Pshat here, that the nation, are, we are relatives of a Kadish Baruchu. Shenemar Livnei Yisrael Am Krovo. And therefore, lachach lo hanhigam kimhan hago shalolam. I mean, the normal way to go is the long way. Kashbaru took them to Yamsuf. He took them a not normal way. He took them b'derech neis. That since we are krovim of Kashbaru, he could make a neis for us. That's what it means. He didn't take us um, the 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 long way. He took us the straight way. He took us right through the Yamsuf. Why? Because we're the relatives of Kashbaru. He took care of us. Not the derech, because we're the karov. And the who takes care of, of B'nai Israel because we are his children. Beautiful das again. So the next piece, in a similar fashion, just you know, showing Kaddish Baruch Hu's great ava for, for us and every single Jew. Uh, it's part of a larger discussion here. Um, part of the background is that says in the Pasuk, that I don't have, this Pasuk isn't in front of us, but Paro was saying, says, uh, Paro el B'nai Israel. He's talking to B'nai Israel. And he says, oh look, they're trapped, they're stuck in the land, in the Midbar. So the Targum Yonason says, who is he talking to? B'nai Yisrael was further away by the Yamsuf. He wasn't like screaming to him, he didn't have a megaphone. Who was he talking to? Who's the B'nai Yisrael he's referring to? Targum Yonason says, he's talking to Dustin Vavirim. They're right next to him. Dustin Vavirim did not join the rest of Am Yisrael to go. They were staying back with Paro. So the question they ask is, so if Dustin Vavirim were back with Paro, he was talking, he was conversing with them, how did Dustin Vavirim catch up to them later on? So it says the Bear Ma'im Chaim. Look what he writes. It says in the Pasuk, Uvne Yisrael halchu vayabash b'sochayam that when Yisrael walked through the land, v'mayim lem choma v'mimimam yismolam and the war to become uh, walls on the right and the left side. Who is B'nai Yisrael halchu vayabasha? Ray told us early in the Pasuk, B'nai Yisrael already crossed the Yamzuf. So look at this Chiddush. The Bear Ma'im Chaim says, Uvne Yisrael halchu vayabasha v'gomer miut rabim shnayim. We know the minimal amount of uh, plural is two. So Bnei Yisrael, he's talking to two Bnei Yisrael. Lomar ki al shnayim Yisrael levad nikrahayam. There were two Jews for whom the the Yams have split just for them. Heim dasen vavim shamu chazal shenisharu nikrahayam aleim levad. Yams have split two times to the Ber Malchaim. One time for all of Am Yisrael, and they left. Dustin Vavirim, they finally woke up and said, wait a second, we got to catch up to these people. They, they, they have someone taking care of them. We're stuck by the Amsuf. Says the Pasuk, These two Jews walked through because the Kaddish Baruch tore the Amsuf yet a second time for them. And that's again another expression of Kaddish Baruch Hu's great love for not Amisel alone, but every single Jew, even Dustin Vavirim, regardless of how much they did that was so bad, still Kaddish Baruch Hu was willing to split the Amsuf yet a second time for them. Okay, 
The next piece is the uh, from the Bear Yosef, Yosef Salat. So the Pazik tells us that Az Yashir Moshev Yisrael, that all of Am Yisrael sang a Shira to HaKadosh Baruch. And the Bear Yosef quotes from the Gemara that describes in great detail that even the, the infant, the newborn that was busy nursing, uh, he describes in that small paragraph on top that in the middle of nursing, he, the, the child stopped and began praising HaKadosh Baruch. Then the Gemara even says, how do you know? Take a look in that paragraph, three lines down, Minayin. Minayin shafil ubrim shebimei iman amushira. How do you know that even the fetus was singing a shira? Shenem martes b'makhelos baruch elokim Hashem mimakur Yisrael. That even those who were in the makur, that were in the womb, they were also singing shira. That's what the Gemara tells us. Everyone was singing shira from the oldest to the youngest, even to the unborn, they were all singing shira. So the Beriosa wants to understand why were they singing Shira? I understand why the adults were singing Shira. We experienced all the Nisim. We experienced Yamsuf. I even understand why the, the newborns were singing Shira. You know why the newborns were singing Shira? So he quotes a fascinating Gemara, that first paragraph. Now, Le'el Gemara, I'll say this outside. He talks, you could follow in time. I'll read this in the English. The Gemara tells us that Kaj Baruch Hu did an incredible nace for the children, the newborns. What happened was, the Jewish mothers gave birth to children in the field, as we know, under the, the, the apple trees, or the tapuchim, maybe the esok trees, they, underneath the trees, the nashim tzitkanias gave birth. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu sent them, uh, he took care of them, and then, what happened was Mitzrayim found out that the Jewish mothers were giving birth in the fields. So he wanted to kill them. What did Kaddish Baruch Hu do? Gemara says, he made a nace, and he, the children were swallowed up in the ground, to protect them from the Mitzrayim, and then they came back up. That was a nace. So now, says the Beryosa, I understand when the Kriyat Yamsuf happened, and they saw this Zekeli Van Meir, they saw some revelation of a Kaddish Baruch, whatever that meant, Zekeli Van Meir, this is my God. Because the children experienced a nace when they were born in Mitzrayim. So that much I get. I understand why the adults sang Shira, I understand why the newborn sang Shira, they all experienced a nace. But why in the world did a newborn, or rather an unborn child, the child that's still in the, in the womb, what was the shira? What was the nace that that child experienced? They stopped to sing shira to Hashem. So look what he writes, V'ef Shalomar. The bottom uh, paragraph, the bottom right. Ef Shalomar. Maybe we could suggest as follows. Apimasha Amru B'Gemar Gitin. Sheberuach Kadim, a eastern wind. Ishem Apelzbo. However this works, I don't know. But somehow the eastern wind causes a woman to miscarry. Shinemar. Yavo Kadim Ruach Hashem. Mimidbar, an eastern wind from the desert, Ola Vayibush Mikora. It will cause the Makor to dry up, will cause a womb, a fetus to dry up. That's what the Pasuk says, the Gemara Gitin quotes. Hinekan, the Kriyas Yamsu, when it came to Kriyas Yamsu, what happened? Ksiv, Vayet Moshe's Yadaval, Hayam Hashem, Moshe rather, extended his hand, Vayolach Hashem as Hayam Baruch Kadim, and there was an eastern wind that was Aza, that was strong, Kolalila, all night long, there was an eastern wind. Wait a second. If there is an eastern wind, that means all the pregnant ladies should miscarry. Or at least that all, but a lot of them should have. If that's the cause of the miscarriage, and there was a very strong eastern wind, and it was all night long, you expect uh, one, if not many, miscarriages. But says the Ber Yosef, Just uh, based on nature. They should have miscarriages. He made a nace. All 
all the children, all the unborn children, all the fetuses were all remained there. That's why they sang a shira. The special nase that took place to them for each age bracket. Every adult, every child, every unborn child, all of them were worthy of singing a shira because they all experienced a nase in a particular way. When it came to the Ubrim, the Dafka, the eastern wind, is a reason why they sang a shira. Okay. Uh, next one is on page number three. Page number three, the carbon ha'ani. I don't know who this is. Um, I'm not sure. But uh, he has a, a very nice, uh, uh, a nice savor here. It says in the Pasuk, one of the more well-known psukim, Azyashir, Michamocha Be'il Mashem, Michamocha Nedabar Kodesh. Who's as great as Kodesh Baruch Hu? Who's as, as powerful as him? L'cha'ora, Nirashir Pasuk, Ze'eino Shaykh L'shira. It doesn't seem that this Pasuk fits into the rest of the Shira. Vein Mekoma Be'em Tzad. It doesn't fit in it. It's almost as we're describing Kodesh greatness. And then we say, who's as great as Akadosh Baruch Hu? It's a different type of, uh, of uh, praise to Hashem. <laughs> Why? Every other Pasuk details what happened in Mitzrayim, what happened in Yamsuf, very specific details. A Pasuk Azeh, this Pasuk, Kulo Omer, Kvod Hashem. It's just how, how great Hashem is. That's not what we're describing. We're describing the Nes. We're not describing how great Hashem is. Umesaper Bishvach HaMakum Levado. So this Pazik seems to be out of place. That's what he asks. Re'isi, he says, I saw, Shemazbirin as a davarkach. This is how they explain what the Pazik is doing. Maduav hipsik davar ha-melech b'emtza barachin nafshi. Barachin nafshi, ma'arubuah ma'asach Hashem. Why does David invoke the phrase, ma'arubu ma'asach Hashem, ma'arubu, what's so great about Hashem's uh, great actions? Shagam hu ain't a shayach l'chol Hashem, that doesn't fit into the rest of the barachin nafshi's Hashem. Everything else in barachin nafshi is describing details. Ma Rabu Masech Hashem is just a general praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ela Kishihischa Davar Lesaris Niflaus Hashem. As David begins to describe in great detail all the wonders of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Va'olam Hashabara, the world he created, Hadar Teva, and the beauty of his, the science and the nature. So those details, he was uh, inspired. Hisragish, Vislai Partam Libo Hamilam, he was just overcome with great emotion, and he just called out, it didn't fit in, you're right. But it was a reaction, it was a feeling he had. You're going through something, you're reading something, you suddenly say, oh, this is Gishmak. So that's what it was. He couldn't hold himself back. Right. It didn't fit in. But it was expressing, expressing his feeling. So says this carbon on the Sefer, that was the same thing that took place. They were singing. Hashem did this to the chariots, he did this to the Mitzrayim, he did this to the Paro, all the details. Those details inspired them. They were so overtaken. His slavos, Visragu, such a feeling. Hivsiko, they said, let's stop for a moment and just say how great Kaddish Baruch Hu is. Mi chamocha ben Lashem. That's what it means. It reminds me of that what the Nefesh Chaim talks about. Often when we're learning, we don't, what does it mean to learn the Shema? Learning the Shema means you're learning because I want to connect to Hashem. I'm learning Hashem's Torah. But we're busy learning through a chazaka. We're learning through a tiniest bari, a sex fake, a robe, all the different things. We're not thinking of Hashem. We're thinking about how to understand the words in front. We're not thinking of Hashem. So it says in the Veshachayim, every so often stop and say, Mi chamoch. He doesn't say those words. It say, Mi chamocha be'il Hashem. Stop, stop and say, Marabu masach Hashem. Stop to say, Hashem is so great and then get back to learning. That was the same point here also. When we go through the details, sometimes we forget the bigger picture. Which telling us when we take the details of Halacha, Gemara, Lam, this Parsha, whatever it is, 
Take a step back and just express how you feel. That's what was taking place here, he writes. Okay, the next one, uh, I made a mistake on this Sfas Emes. I, there's two pieces. I repeated the same uh, copy twice. I'll just tell you the second half, which is not here. It's going on the Mun, the Mun, which, of course, is a very big section of the Parsha. So it says in the Pasuk, Vayomer Hashem El Moshe, Hinini Mamti Lachem Lechem Min I'm going to shower down bread from the sky, Vyatzaha'am Velaktu Dvaryom Yomo, and they're going to collect it day in and day out. I'm going to test you out to see whether you're going to walk in my ways. So Svasema says, The whole idea of learning, the whole idea of the Torah is his chachis. It's creating new things. Ah, doesn't it say, How could Torah be his chachis? What's the newness in Torah? We have a passing Kohelis. There's nothing new under the sun. He says, No. There's nothing new under the sun. But a Torah, the Torah is above the sun. The Torah is not within Teva. Within the world of science, within the world of nature, there's no Hizchadshus. But in the world above the Shemesh, like the Torah, there's Hizchadshus. Amnam, he says, even though that's the case, it says that every single day, Kaddish Baruch Hu recreates the world. There is Hizchadshus. You could find new things, you could find new technology, you could find new medicine, you could find new ideas, innovations. It certainly does exist in the world. Essentially, the world every single day. So what does it mean then? There's nothing new under the sun. So the Svah is Medayik. Not everything is new, but there is new things. Don't ever think that there's no new opportunities of making a chiddush in learning, a chiddush in the parsha, a chiddush in the business. There's always a hitzchadish. Not everything. You can't overturn the world, but there's always a little hitzchadish available. Ukafi mashimalin hateva ba'shorish umorin kitzas. Through teva, there there is such a concept of hitzchadish. Now we don't have the rest of it here, but I'll tell you. I just copied down the rest in my paper here. He says that's why we recite in shacharis. And in Marev, we have two brachas of Kriyashma. We say Yotza or in the morning, and then Avarabba. And I we say Marev Aravim, and then Avarabba as well. The point is, Yotza or Rechoshech is talking about how Kajbach who recreates the world every single day. Even Tachas Hashemesh, even in the world of science, the world of nature, there's his Tzachas. And Avarabba represents the Tzachas of the Torah, which goes above the Shemesh. Those two brachas that we say before Shema, both in the morning, and night are, con- are, are, are honing in on his chadshus. There's chadshus in the world of science, and there's chadshus even more so in the world of Torah. And that's what he says it means, the pasuk here, that v'loktu davrayom v'yomo, you collect the bread every single day, you go to work every single day, there's going to be his chadshus. A person shouldn't get bored. It's the same thing over and over again, the same patient I'm seeing over and over again, the same uh, diagnosis, the same business, the same uh, real estate, the same law, whatever it is you're doing in life. Each day there's hischadjus. If you don't look for it, you're not going to find him. There's always hischadjus. There's always hischadjus in the world. And that's why those who are ochle man yom b'yom, those who eat the man every single day, they're the ones who are zocha to the Torah, the Gemara says. The ones who are ochle man, they've received the Torah. Because you have to see hischadjus in the world we live in. There's hischadjus. It's not easy to find it, but there's hischadjus. We need hischadjus, but there certainly is hischadjus in the world of Torah as well. And that's why the two are hand in hand. Lock to yom b'yomo. Not every day is the same as the previous day. And this Chachus of the Torah itself. And the next one is page number five here. The Ksav Sofer. 
Stop, stop for, uh, this uh, is a beautiful piece. It reminded me, I, I saw something this week about uh, a story of Moshe, so it connected to this idea. So Ksav Sofer is commenting on the Pasuk when it came to the Mon. It says, Kasher tziva Hashem el Moshe v'yinichayu Aaron Aaron l'fnei ha'idus l'mishmeres. Like Hashem commanded Moshe and Aaron placed it. L'fnei ha'idus uh, on the side of the Aaron. So ask the Ksav Sofer, why did it have to have the words in the beginning, Kasher tziva Hashem el Moshe? What's the, what are those words doing? What's that phrase doing? And why did Aaron place it? And why didn't Moshe place it down? So look what he writes. So he says, "Kasher tiva Hashem el Moshe veinichei Aaron reishet the kara the beginning of the pasuk miusart extra lechora lo havale lo merak veinichei Aaron." That would have been sufficient. You could cut off the first half of the pasuk. Gam tzarch lehaven lo matziva Moshe's Aaron kach tinsenes lo asabatim. Why didn't Moshe himself do it? So look what he writes. Nearly ki amru the Gemara Tainus tells us that three matanos came in the midbar for the three great tzaddikim. The bear maim came because of Miriam. The nane kavod came because of Aaron. And the man came because b'zuchos Moshe. Sheman haya b'zuchos Moshe. Imkain, if that's the case, haya zeh kimachzik tovel atzma. Now, if Moshe is saying, "I want you to preserve the man that everybody should see forever," that the man comes from Merkaz Rahu, that it's a bit of a gaiva for him. Like this came my b'zuchos. I want you to save and preserve this for me. That didn't seem so correct to Moshe Beinu. She l'mishmeres l'adaros that this man that came in his b'zuchos should be left forever. The man yiru haman shaya b'zuchos Moshe. That made him very uncomfortable. He did not want to be the one, uh, even though Kashbarko told him to do so, he did not want to be the one to do this, lest it look like any type of gaiva. He asked the Aaron, can you please put the man by the uh, Aaron? I don't want to do this. I want you to do this so everyone else sees. That it's uh, Shem sends shluchim, but not that it's any covered for me itself. He did not want to get involved in this. It was a level of uh, humility, lest anyone suggest that he's doing this for his own covered at all. So I saw this week some, uh, somewhere that someone once asked Moshe Feinstein. Um, he had a phone by him, and he answered the phone whenever it rang. And someone said, so why don't you just turn your phone off so you can learn? And have set hours that you could people call you or listen to the voicemail and call people back. So he said something like this. So Moshe says, a person who has set hours where you could call him, there's a shtickle gaiva for that. You want to get in touch with me, speak to my secretary, speak to my gabai, speak to my shamas. That's not for me. And therefore he refused to do it and he answered the phone whenever it was called. He answered the phone all the time. Not to say anyone who does have such a system there, the Bali Gaiva, but that Ramosha's incredible sensitivity to any type of Mida, so he did not want anyone to suggest he had any level of Gaiva, therefore he was always available for everyone, and he answered all the phone calls. Okay. Um, fine. Okay. <laughs> Two more pieces. Um, the next one, it's hard to read this one a little bit. This is a, a neat, a neat drasha from the Otsar, Plus a Torah, a beautiful safer. If you don't have it, it's very highly recommended. It's written by, I don't know his name, but it was a liquid of a, uh, a businessman in, in, in Williamsburg who collected some fascinating midrashim and uh, perushim all throughout the parashios. So, it says in the Pasuk, Uvnei Yisrael Ochlu Esaman, Arbam Shana Adbam El Eretz HaNashavis, ate for 40 years, they ate it until they reached the border of Eretz Yisrael. Now, if you look inside, which is Yonah Hanavi, Vadog Nizonu Mahaman, which means that Yonah and the fish that he was in 
were sustained by the man. So he quotes, if it's hard to read, but Perish Rashi and Yonah, Hanitvas Bakama Mahaduros, in many of the editions, Bashem, I don't know if that's a Tur Mesharam or Sur, so so Mesharam, this is okay. Kasav Davar Chidish Vepela. Shemashin Yisharam Yachis Haman, that which was left from the man, Lakacha Kadish Baruchu Farnes, Lahu Shalo Yuchal, what did it say? Farnes Ladog, Shal Yuchal, Yonah Hanaviya Bimeav. So Kadish Baruchu gave it and fed this fish so that Yonah should not decompose while he's in the fish's stomach. Vigam Yona Achal Basokha Mizaman and Yona also ate from the man. So we know that the man that was eaten didn't decompose. So this dog was fed by the man, and there's no waste in the body of the dog. So when Yona went in there, there was no waste. And when Yona was there, he also was somehow sustained from the man that was there. That's what Rashi says according to some additions. And he says, Lachain or Lachach Nemar, it says in Yona Vayaman Lashan Man. It says the word man, vayiman, several times in the Sefer Yonah. Shaya ochel dal omrim, he ate dal omrim, four mounts of the man. Lechach nemar arba pamim vayaman, four times, he ate the man while he was in the dog. Ubeloshan yavan, in Greek. Nikra man kuka, cookie. Man is called a cookie. That's what kikayon is. Vazet nemar kuk yon, kein kasa besefer vayimahar avram. That's what he brings down. That's the idea. So somehow the man was connected to, to Yonah and to the dog. I'm sure there's a much deeper meaning to that. Either way, there's a reference to Yonah. And finally, this last piece at the end of the parsha about our first encounter with a terrible uh, nation of Amalek, it says as follows. Now I recall that I saw this once in the Moshe of Zekanim, which is uh, by Tosos, but I wasn't able to find it. But I found it elsewhere. I don't know the original source of this though. I believe it goes back to the Tosos, but if it's not, it's a beautiful idea nonetheless. What exactly inspired Amalek to attack us? Didn't they hear about everything that took place? The Asimakos, the Yamsuf. What triggered them? They said, wait a second, we also come from Asaf. We also come from. You know, Avram and Yitzchak were also great people. Ve'od. Bishmo chasumim b'Rashi Tevos od tadikim Amalek. Amalek stands for Rashi Tevos, Amram, Moshe, Levi Kos. And they felt, and since the Rashi Tevos have their name, they had a stronghold of Moshe and all his, uh, all his ancestors. Lefikach Amr Moshe Yoshua barchalanu anashim b'shirab ma'avitzof v'tevos shelahem. Choose people and go to the end of our tables, the end of our names. What does that mean? What are the sofa tables of these people? Amram is a mem, Levi is a yud, Kahas is a saf, and Moshe is a hey. Sofa tables misa. The end is death. The zu kavana b'pasuk reishis goyim when it comes in parshas balak. What's the pasuk that says reishis goyim amalek? They're the reishis goyim. They're only the beginning. They're only the rashi tables is amalek. Ela tadikim lefiyah rashi tables. So the Pazik says, the end will be destruction. Because if they look at the end of these great Tzadikim's name, ends in Misa. So you could start up with them if you want Amalek. You could start up with these great Tzadikim. But the end will be Adi Oved and will lead to ultimate destruction. Okay, everyone have a wonderful night and a beautiful Shabbos. Thank you. My pleasure.